Hello everybody and welcome to episode 69 of the Alien vs Predator Galaxy podcast. The show where three nerds and whichever fool they can grab off the internet get together, sit around some microphones and talk Alien and Predator. This is regular show uh, host and site card administrator Corporal Hicks, a.k.a. Aaron Percival. And joining me are my usual partners in crime, Rich Stop. Hello again, everyone. And Xenomorphin. That'd be me. And the previously mentioned fool off the internet is regular community guest host, who the fuck? I'm not quite sure how to take that, but hello. With nothing but love. <laughs> Primarily, we're going to be talking about some of the recent The Predator um, news and the the new trailer. I think our last episode was the last one. Last trailer. No, our last episode was Alien Covenant a year on. The trailer before that was the uh, teaser trailer. Which, I think it'd be fair to say, we're all pretty eh on. Does that sound about right, lad? There were things about it that looked really intriguing, but I think the first trailer just could have been handled a, a bit better, to be honest. Not as polished as it could have been. And I think that was the general reaction to that trailer. Uh, I think Fox were very aware of that, because they quickly brought out a TV spot on Super Bowl? No, it wasn't Super Bowl. NBA, that NBA, was it. NBA Finals, yeah. Yeah, it was the basketball. And then relatively recently this was last month this was june they brought out the full trailer which aped a lot of what was in that tv spot as well as uh, actually giving us a bit more story context um before we do crack on and talk that though i was just hoping huda if you could just give us your impressions on the first trailer on the teaser trailer before we get on to the uh, full one yeah it was i didn't hate it but i didn't really love it either it was just kind of it didn't really make me want to watch didn't get me hyped for the movie, I'll say. Uh, it was all right. I mean, I didn't have... Uh, there was a lot of people who really weren't keen on it at all, but I was, I was sort of, you know, just kind of, meh. It was, it was all right. The, uh, the, trailer, the trailer since, though, seemed to have gotten better and better with everyone they brought out. Mm. So I think that's actually the general consensus, is this, is this full trailer's <laughs> been taken really well. I mean, what, what are the stats like for it? Okay, so on YouTube, the official trailer from Fox um, has almost uh, it's six million, a little over seven hundred thousand views, seventy-five thousand likes, and five point nine thousand dislikes. So pretty much, people seem hyped for the movie. Mm-hmm. And what? How does that compare to the teaser trailer? So that one had four million. Uh, 245,202 um, views with 44k likes and 9.2k dislikes. So, yeah, the the new trailer's been you know, better, better received. I think that's pretty clear from that. Uh, more views. And I think the general attitude online has been more positive towards it as well. So, Let's let's go through uh, let's go through the new trailer then, and um, we'll talk about um, the bits from it. Opens completely different in terms of tone. You know that teaser trailer <laughs> had us with the questionable child um, opening with the mis-editing to make it look like it was crashing that annoyed a lot of people, understandably. But yeah, completely different tone on this new one. What do you think of that, Rich? What do you think of starting with Sterling K. Brown's character and, and the darker setting? I, I think it worked much better, and I think uh, Sterling K. Brown's character is, is an intriguing one. Like It looks like he's some sort of government agent. He's talking with Olivia Munn's character, and uh, she looks 
kind of just like, I don't know, some some mix of curiosity and, and distress with that. So it, it looks interesting. And you also see a, a convoy of vehicles approaching this uh, what looks to be a military base that we see again a little later in the trailer with a helicopter landing uh, by a dam in this forest. And, and it's just a really cool kind of setting for that. But but yeah, the opening's a bit more ominous and, and more effective, I'd say. You know, I, I'm sure um, Jacob Tremblay's a, a great actor and, and I, I think kids are fine in these movies. You know, we've had kids in Aliens and um, I don't know if we've had a kid in another movie, have we? Other than, well, there I was, guess AV, AVPR. AVPR, we had a kid. There was the kid um, who pulled the plastic gun on uh, yeah. Paragon in Predator. Right, but I, I mean, as well, like as the main yeah. character goes. Um, so I, I think it, he'll be fine. Um, Shane Black usually has child roles in, in his movies, and they're usually fine. Um, I just think for, for a Predator teaser, it wasn't the most effective way to kind of introduce it. It, it doesn't scream Predator, does it, opening like that? Right. So I do think this this was uh, quite a bit more effective. What about impressions on Sterling K. Brown himself then? I think you, you mentioned before we were recording about him not being what you expected from reading the leaked script. Reading the leaked script, it, it seemed like his character was just going to be evil science guy, you know. And, and in this one, he seems a little more down to earth and, and just kind of, I guess, I don't know if I'd say relatable, but just kind of like... Um, Someone that wouldn't fit that stereotype in a sci-fi movie, I guess. Uh, he he seems an, an intriguing character, which I mean, Shane Black that that's what he does. He creates multi-dimensional characters um, from the work works of his that I've seen that it, that are not stereotype cookie cutter movie characters, and and hopefully um, that'll just also mesh really well with uh, the expanded lore elements we're seeing from this film. What about you, Huda? Thoughts on um, thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I definitely. I never had a, a problem with the kid per se because I'm a big fan of Shane Black, and uh, he had a, a habit of putting kids in his movies that managed to not just be completely irritating. But the way it was presented in the trailer was not. It certainly for an for the first trailer, it didn't set the right tone. This I think is much better, uh, and I, I love in particular. Uh, Sterling K. Brown's opening line I'm in acquisitions, I reach up to the stars and catch what's falls like, that's such a great bit of, of dialogue and it, it's as uh, as Rich Top says it, it's kind of it's a bit meatier than your average crazy scientist like I steal alien shit and reverse engineer it and it, it seemed to have a bit, a bit more of a mercenary edge to it which was, which was a, a good slant to take on it I just read, it's not out yet, um, it's not out until the end of month, the month as of recording, but last weekend I just read the prequel novel, um, Hunters uh, Hunters and Hunted, and it's a lot of world building and setting up Project Stargazer, setting up the situation as we find it in The Predator. It doesn't focus a great deal on a lot of the other characters, you know, because they don't get into that situation until the film starts, but it it did include a lot of a lot of Traeger um, and his maneuvering and stuff um, to get into this position we find him in in the film and he was very sort of it's very charming um but he'd stab you in the back kind of thing and with that brief that's that's all the footage we've really had of him um so far in the trailers that i can think of but with that and having recently seen him in brooklyn 99 which you wouldn't think you get a, a fantastic sort of um 
dramatic performance from but he was in that as as a suspect and the way he played that and having read the book i've just i'm i'm really excited to see how traeger is portrayed on the screen and how he comes across in the film i'm really excited to see it and i'm actually very keen to go and see his new film that's coming out um hotel artemis i think it is um, just from having seen him in you know brooklyn 99 in this trailer i'm really keen to see what else he's he's got to offer xenomorphin any any thoughts on you know on on this different opening this different tone because it's, it's more darker it's more horror it seems to be throwing in a bit more of the elements we've heard about from the reshoots yeah i'd, I'd say it feels more grounded and when it comes to predator films that's pretty much what they are you know people think of them as not just you know sci-fi things even though they are sci-fi people think them in terms of being grounded and serious tone um so yeah i I think it's it's definitely a better one although um there is a part that is coming up in the trailer i'm sure you're going to refer to where there's a joke and i think that is that's the marmite element in the trailer people love that some people hate that personally i for me, I was kind of like liking the trailer up until that oh, point. Oh, no. On that. I know it is the kind of like you've watched the original Predator. That's and it, so it, Hawkins. It, yeah, I know. <laughs> it felt a little bit too on the nose. I did sort of cringe a little bit. I, I don't hate it for it, but I, I think it would have been better without that in the trailer because it does sort of juxtaposition. Because as you said, you've got that nice opening line in it and it feels very serious but then you have that moment and it 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 sort of throws me a bit emotionally when i'm watching it so yeah i mean it's definitely an improvement of it overall yeah but i'm still not at the stage where i'm like oh this makes me want to see that film it's just a, a better trailer what about the shoulder cannon on um traeger's shoulder obviously did anybody catch that no yeah, there's um, you know, the bit in the trailer where they're in the woods. He has a small shoulder cannon uh, strapped to his shoulder, and um, in the leak script, we we know Project Stargazer has been collecting Predator technology. So again, after AVPR, it, it might be another instance where we see mm. um, humans using Predator weaponry, and we also know even from the um, the stills that a predator uses human weaponry as well so ah, both those things might be now, apparently really did they take that out yeah the um so you're, it was in one of the production stills you're you're talking wait which bit are you the talking a- about the apc thing yeah no that's... no no um the escaping predator yeah. using a human assault rifle yeah it doesn't look like he's using it in that though it looks like he's battering the way it's held <laughs> let me well club in in the script he uses it yeah, he's holding it the wrong way around in the in the in the still. But yeah, the I never had a problem with that in AVPR. I love the Predator pistol from AVPR, and I'm quite interested to see how they actually handle this. Thoughts on thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, it wasn't uh, one of the um, the tweets that have come out today at the panel. Someone said that Shane Black he's he's sort of reconfirmed that this takes place in a continuity where the AVP films definitely existed as long side sequels. And and that's um, kind of another really interesting element here is there was recently another test screening in which some information got out that showed 
and we don't know if this will be in the final film or not, that once um, they go into Project Stargazer's base, they they see artifacts that have been recovered, and among those is uh, Lexus Spear, and uh, oh. with the alien tail, as well as the the spear that the Predator Elder gave her at the end of that film. I think that's awesome. And Shane Black was talking about how there would be no kind of xenomorph references in regards to some of the elements of Covenant, I think is what he said. But he did mention, what was this quote? It was something like, uh, AVP is still a thing or something like that. Hang on, I I found the tweet. Shane Black says that the Predator takes place in a universe where the other Predator movies and even AVP happened. There won't be Xenomorph references in the movie, The Predator, but as Black says, I don't think EVP is dead. Do you? Yeah, yeah but but if you listen to his his entire quote, he he uh, says there will be no reference to the genetic route they went with Covenant, which makes me think. So we're getting to a point, and I won't get too far into this. It's kind of a much wider discussion where it seems as though uh, the the EVP continuity is still a thing and uh we're we're going to have separate continuities in these franchises uh so the alien continuity will be one thing and then you'll have the avp continuity which will include the predator films and four of the alien films and and should we have another avp film uh who knows if it'll be related to to this predator movie so so yeah i mean one who you might call an apologist for the AVP movies. Uh, it's it's kind of a, <laughs> exciting for me to see those acknowledged, even even in a minuscule way like that. That's something that that I can really get behind. So I'd been a firm believer that the only reason we got the shuriken and those kind of things in the film were just because it's what ADI had measures. hanging yeah. about here, yeah. but. I'd also been of the impression that Shane Black hated the AVP concept. But since mm. that doesn't seem to be the case, I'm wondering if it is just a nice little respectful nod to the other films. Probably. Um, I I hope that the concept isn't dead. I would like a new one. But again, like Ridgetop says, that's a discussion for another time. But I think it's great to know that he... Acknowledges. He acknowledges them, yeah. he He isn't just trashing them. Um, but yeah, we're, we're happy with humans using predator stuff in this one. It's well, it's if you can use it, why not? Yeah, it's never been something I've I've minded, and again, it it's a kind of interesting element of the franchise. Um, both humans using predator tech and predators using human tech, and... and that is the whole point of the Stargazer project as well is to get their hands on predator tech and adapt it and use it to our benefit. So. Why would they not if they've um, if they've had the their hands on it? And that's that's another thing I kind of wanted to bring up was Project Stargazer, like as opposed to Wayland or Utani or Wayland Utani, which is a corporation. Uh, it seems this is a government agency. Now, in the script, there were two different government agencies, and and Project Stargazer was kind of the sinister one. Um, another one pops up later, but since they reshot the third act, I don't know if that's still going to be a thing at all. In in the in the prequel, it's basically I don't know how much of this will jive with the finished film. You know how these things tend to have discrepancies between you know the edits and and reshoots yeah. and stuff. But in in the prequel, it's a it's like a, a project that's co-run by the CIA and the military. Um, it's an evolution of um, Keyser's 
uh, organization from Predator 2, um, other world life forms. That's a crap name for a, a government um, group. In it just doesn't. <laughs> That's roll what off I the said. Time. It always seemed like that was what they were calling the Predator. It does make sense to call an organization that. Well, whatever their organization was actually called, you know, it's an evolution mm. of that from. I'm pretty sure they do blatantly say in the novel that it is it was called other world life forms. Also, AVPR, you can see that acronym on um, the Colonel Colonel Stevens uh, screen monitor, yeah. when he's in the uh, the AWACS plane. It says OWLF in there, so that was that was interesting allusion to that that government agency as well. Um, but yeah, it, it morphs into this Project Stargazer and it's you know this joint venture. Um, between the CIA and the military. Following that kind of spooky opening, um, well, spooky is the wrong word, um, I guess following that more serious opening, mm. we get a bit of time with the loonies. Well, I suppose with Boyd, uh, Holbrook's uh, McKenna first, just sort of seeing his brief bits of his encounter with, with the Predator pod and the uh, Predator mask. Again, that looked, that looked quite dark as well, quite serious. In tone. We we also heard from the um some of the leaked test screening reports that that scene was not in the first cut of the film. It was just kind of uh there was a flashback that showed when he first encountered the predator, but people were a little confused by it, and so they reinserted that. Yeah, they they did it as as its own scene, which I I think it's better that way. That's how it was in the script. So I know we're giving away the the whole fucking movie here sorry guys like we're <laughs> totally into spoilers but uh, by, by the way spoilers yeah by the way spoiler <laughs> alert <laughs> let's try not to get too much into that but i think after that the next real impressions we do get are of the of the loonies on the bus you know it's i think it's a fair bit more substantial sense of the character dynamic than than we got in the previous teaser We've got the joke, we've got some of the comments, you know, about, about the rangers and stuff. So, I guess we kind of know how um, Xenomorphin feels about these moments, but um, Huda, how, how are you feeling about the, the character dynamics that we've seen in this? Um, you know, the joke and everything, and um, and Thomas Jane then the choking the fuck out of um, <laughs> Keegan-Michael Keyes. How, how does that work for you in this? Yeah, well, obviously, character dynamics and, and banter is, is one of shame strong suits he's he's really really good at writing that kind of you know uh interplay between especially between male characters and the joke i i didn't mind it because i mean obviously it's it can be hard to tell how it's going to play out in the film from a trailer but the way it's cut in the trailer it kind of makes it seem to me like this is all just ploy to escape you know he throws a terrible joke at him so he's got an excuse to attack him to lure the guards in so they can take the guards out Mm -hmm. so i didn't mind that it was a bad joke because it seemed like it it was just something to to cause a reaction, you know, to right. to to kick off their whether it will play out like that in the film, I don't know. Bridgetop thoughts on thoughts on the humor. This is um, it's funny Shane Black back with the pussy jokes again, but this <laughs> um, it's again this is an interesting dynamic with the human characters. Now we have a bunch of misfits that are just trying to be kind of shipped away, that seeing stuff that their government doesn't you know doesn't want out or whatever. You know, like the first movie we had a close knit task force and then second movie it was a police squad and then we had a bunch of killers thrown together that were total strangers and and we're we're going with the strangers angle again but now it's just kind of a bunch of um misfits and and characters that weren't really expecting this sort of thing to happen to them that that brings them all together 
So I'm really excited to see that dynamic works, um, especially with the humor as well. Um, going back to the reports, I know I keep bringing this up. We we were told initially the movie had a lot of humor, um, but it was kind of toned down with uh, the reshooting of the third act. So, yeah, I do think it's a balance that needs to happen because if, if the movie's like a straight up comedy, then it's it's hard to take it as a sci fi horror film as well. Um, but I think both franchises, both Alien and Predator, can blend these genres. Um, and, and Predator, I, I do feel like comedy has its place and Shane Black is is known for that and he's good at that. So, yeah, I don't think you could have a Shane Black film without some some level of um of comedy in it and it does sound like that that is how this is going to be in the end it's just going to be that balance between between the humor and and the seriousness of the the situations going off and it's something he's talked about in in various set reports and in interviews and stuff it's something he's so well aware of and knowing his other films and how much I do enjoy them, I do think he's he's gonna get it. I don't know if I've said this before. I mean, I I know in the past I mentioned that my enthusiasm for the film was down a bit because of how long this has been going on and and the general reactions to a lot of what we've got. But I I, I end up always coming back to the fact that this is a Shane Black film and Shane Black's fucking awesome. So there's <laughs> there's always been that level of trust for me. It's not like with it's not like with Ridley Scott where he'd already burnt me. Um, before with prometheus and i wasn't sure whether i could trust him or not i do explicitly trust black with this film and i love the joke i love the joke i'm gonna say it i think it's hilarious i think we're in this like obviously there's been a lot of negative buzz surrounding this but at the end of the day i've never seen a shane black movie that is either written or directed that i haven't enjoyed the hell out of Mm. and that that kind of kept me going and it seems like little bits from these trailers now, it seems like that faith hopefully might have paid off because there's a lot of very Shane Black stuff in them. Definitely. Definitely. So after this sort of intro into the you know, into the characters, we do get a few bits of Predator action, you know, a, a closer look at some of the suits and the mask and, and, and him in action. How how are we feeling about you know, how are we feeling about some of the uh, the Predator stuff in here? Is it looking better to anybody? Yeah, I honestly, I really like how it's looking, especially with the Predator escaping the lab. looks pretty sweet. And honestly, it kind of reminds me of, um, it's going to be a silly reference, but you remember that old fan film, Seed? Oh, God, no, you can't bring up <laughs> Seed. That was awful. The, well, okay, well, there's a moment in it where <laughs> the Predator is being, like, dissected and experimented on, and, and it escapes, and it just kind of... Uh, harken back to that or reminded me of that i guess but it's it's kind of a cool little segment that we haven't seen before like a predator has finally been captured in these movies and is about to be experimented and it just breaks out like you see all these soldiers getting slaughtered and stuff and it it just seems like it's going to be this this awesome sequence so i'm i'm looking forward to it the the armor is cool and, and different it's a bit more modern than we're used to like usually predator armor is a bit more I don't know if I'd say like just tribal, like minimal. Uh, I know in AVP they wore kind of heavier armor, but in this one it's very like sleek and very kind of, uh, I don't know, a, a bit more futury, I guess you would say. Like maybe technology is, is progressing a bit. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this kind of, this whole sequence with the government lab and everything. Xenomorphin thoughts? In regards to the lab, it looks, the part where the predator's breaking out, it does look a little 
hokey because it i mean it's only a flash like a less than a second but it looks like they've hardly taken any precautions at all with an animal of that size and you'd think it would be better restrained somehow with like metal or whatever the costume i was saying before we went on air as it were that the predator costume look not necessarily the predator themselves but what they wear it has to at some point look like it is progressing because i've unfortunate fear of their technology have stagnated and if you do an avp film set way in the future they have to look different somehow so i appreciate what they've done with the um like the the normal looking predators costume i'm not sure it's the right kind of look because a lot of people have been criticizing it for having having that um i don't know what you call it like a training bra look on the <laughs> torso area um i don't know i thought it looked like kind of gladiatorial armor or something yeah like that. i do, i i can go either way on it it's it's not one of the best looks of predators had but it definitely looks like they're how they're making their own armor and what have you it looks like they are refining it more it looks not like um like you know like mass effect ipod type style but it does look look like they are becoming sleeker and more more technologically futuristic compared to the 80s era predators i suppose predator 2 was early 90s so yeah i i I can take that or leave it it does seem to be a turn away from the the, I guess the sort of Aztec-y, rustic, tribalist yeah. elements from yeah. those first couple of films. I mean, that's that's one of the complaints about what we've seen of the ship design in this one, what we've seen of the arc, mm-hmm. um, is that it's quite silver, it's quite metallic, and it, it doesn't Yeah, look... but I do like how contoured it is. It's, it looks like they're, you know, like on the shoulder cannon with those ridges on it. It looks like a cross between AVP Star Destroyer look. And the Predator 2, everything is orange type Aztec thing. I think if you combine those, this is sort of like what we're getting in this one. So I, for me personally, I'm taking it as a merging of those concepts. I would have preferred the Predator 2 look for the ship. Yes. But on the other hand, we've only seen a section of the ship. And we don't know, like this might be a shuttle as opposed to whatever they were using in Predator 2. They're going to have different... Like, you know, if you look at human designs, you've got like a C-130 Hercules looks really different to the inside of an F-35. I mean, we don't know what kind of ship it is. We know it's meant to be transporting something. So there's that, you know, there's, as we often say in here, there's wriggle room. So, yeah, I, I can accept it. I I like the contoured look to it. The one thing I would say I don't like design wise about this is maybe not adi's way of doing it but the just the concept of that whole out dinosaur predator thing at the end it's i don't um, i don't think we even know if that's adi's design though to be fair at this point. yeah I, I don't know whose design it is but the, the concept of it, it doesn't it's not what a predator should be to me that's just gonna be a bigger target well, we'll we'll get on to we'll get on to yeah. later real quick just just to add on that i i I do think it's interesting how there's different styles of predator ships and all that that we've seen. Like in Predator 2, yeah, it was very orange and organic and tribal. But uh, even in the first Predator film, like the ship was very smooth and, and contoured. Wide, and yeah. yeah, we saw the ships in, in AVP and AVPR, which 
which were also very sleek and maybe a bit more work. Yeah, yeah, maybe different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mean the the ship in the movie Predators? Yeah, 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 yeah. That had like a that was a really cool looking craft, but. Yeah, so so, and that's the thing about predators is is they're tribal. So different tribes are going to use different tech, and they're going to have different styles. What yeah. did the one in AVPR with Wolf in the sort of like his little pod? Was that ever? I forget. Well, if we there was a properly a, the inside of his ship. There, yeah, there was a scout ship. Uh, he was just in a pod, but there was a a scout ship in the beginning that detached from the mothership from AVPR, and that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the one from the from AVP, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's the one where Chet broke out on. Yeah. Also, as far as like the more sleek and advanced looking Predator armor, it kind of reminded me of this Sideshow Collectibles mask that came out back in 2011 that was um, just an original concept designed by creature designer Steve Wang. I sent you guys a picture of it if you're curious. But it's it's just kind of this futuristic original style bio helmet and and yeah it's a it's a bit more i guess tricked out than than this new mask but but just kind of that sort of techie style really reminded me of of the armor that they're going for with this new one but to go back with you with what you said aaron earlier is yeah i don't think adi designed the armor at all um they posted something like they they had just did the the predator suit but but another company designed the armor for it yeah it was quantum fx i think designed the armor for the the, the fugitive uh, captured whatever we're calling him oh i like that mask i've just opened mm, the thing and yeah. i can totally see what you you're getting at that looks nice yeah, a bit more on the technical side than this but with the sort of contours it's kind of well it looks vicious that's what i like about it we'll have a, a link um in the description <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, there seems to have been a bit of farming out. So ADI just did the naked um, predator and the face, whereas Quantum Effects designed the armor for it. And I have no idea who's designed the super predator. Obviously, it seems to be CGI, so yeah. you know that that's quite interchangeable right now. Anyway, yeah. so who knows how that's actually going to look? But yeah, um, Huda predator design and and that breakout that get the uh, that get the blood flowing. Yeah, yeah, the sequence looked pretty good. Uh, the Predator was brutal, you know, it was terrible. You got all these soldiers just hauling ass to get the hell out of there. Um, you know, little little flashes of, of some blood and gore. Yeah, it all looked pretty good. The the Predator looked impressive. I, I really like the mask design. I don't know if I'm so keen on the on the bodysuit. Like, it, it's, it's nothing terminal. Like, I don't hate it. No. I just, I think maybe it needs to grow on me. Also, I think it hasn't helped that the sort of the best look we've had at it is those replica statues they've been building for and i think it's that is a not as refined and b seeing it in full daylight like that is probably not yeah, selling it so I, I think in the film it will look better than that and i think for now they probably colored my opinion a little bit but like i said even as it is it's, i don't hate it i quite i i just think that the mask is far better than the rest of the uh, the bodysuit i quite like the skirt the the Japanese, like the yeah, yeah. the samurai kind of mm, I really like that so it's it's interesting because it ends up being such a fan splain away in that you know all these predators are generally quite individual you know aside yeah. from when a film decides it's going to try and ape on the first film on classics design they're all very different and that is something that I do genuinely like it's just a shame mm. I think it's just a shame that everything when it does try and 
harken back to one of the other films, it does go for the first one rather than the second one. Because I do genuinely think that the the Predator 2's aesthetic and ship would have stood out a little bit more differently than than the Silvers. One of the Predators ADP had the mask of one of the Predators you see at the end of the second film. It's not quite the same, but it is. It was based on. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely influenced. Yeah. Mm. But I, I think that's actually the first mask from the first film, so it's still in a roundabout way. Yeah, it was way. the unused, yeah. unused original Predator mask. So, I don't know. I, I guess I just wish they'd use that orange sort of Aztec-y look a bit more, because I do think it stands yeah. out a bit, a bit it more. It feels yeah, I, more I, predatory culture-wise for some reason. Yeah, I, I love the look of the Predator in the second film. So I'm, I'm kind of disappointed it's never uh, cropped up again. You know what else mm. um, I thought was interesting was so interspersed through this through this trailer was little clips of you know like the predator's arms and stuff like that and it was it was done as a little teaser to release this trailer with but it reminded me of the first teasers for AVP where it was just like quick cuts of the um, the various suits and it was just a small I thing. loved that one yeah I I remember being so excited when that first teaser trailer came out I mean that was not... the single best one they ever released for any of the AVP mm. films that was I don't know I was quite impartial to the rock trailer actually yeah you kind of see that in the NBA uh, final spot as well there were just um, these little set cut in that had the predator suit in the dark room and you were just seeing close-ups of the armor and yeah I, that was really cool I, I enjoyed it just for that sort of flashback to um, to 2003 so that's uh, that's why I enjoyed that <laughs> one but following that breakout there's little you know other little bits of um, of the characters getting uh, you know cocking the rifles and getting ready. And then it's down to, I guess, the big, the big moment for the trailer, which is the, the big reveal of, of upgrade. Hulk Predator. Yeah, Hulk. Predator. Godzilla Predator. But I, I guess it, it was kind of lessened a little bit because we'd already seen that in, um, mm. in the NBA teaser. But later on, it does end with a, you know, a brand new money shot of, of this guy. Mm. So, Hulk Predator. How are we feeling? Are we digging this design? I don't think I, I don't think Xenomorphin was. <laughs> I think it looks okay and it moves okay. It's just like as a concept, a massive elephant-sized predator. It it feels like it goes against the concept of what the predators should be. That's all I'm saying. I mean, if, how it's executed, it, it might well be really impressive how it's done. It's just, I, it's one of those things where you worry a bit because it feels like it's venturing into territory which could be feel a little bit silly because they're, they're trying to be bigger and better and hard just for the sake of being bigger and better and harder but as you guys say it's you know it's, it's Shane Black so I'm not gonna necessarily say you know on principle I will hate this because that's a stupid way of looking at it we haven't seen the film yet but it's just it's one of those things where I'm seeing it and I'm going oh, I really hope this works, as opposed to, oh, yeah, that's cool. So it's, yeah, it's... I'm not saying I, I beat it on principle, just it, it makes me worry a little, that's all. Well, the, the the concept is it's kind of a Hollywood thing at the minute as well, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Ridgetop, you're the big Jurassic Park fan, and you've had to endure this <laughs> with... Um, <laughs> Indominus Rex. Yeah, I, I'm a Jurassic Park fan, but not too much of a Jurassic World fan. And and 
yeah the whole the new bigger batter gmo experiment like element <laughs> is is a thing right now like even in the last predator movie we saw in predators like this will be the second time we see a classic predator beheaded by the new bigger batter predator which that's not a spoiler because it's on the, the poster um so yeah it's i don't know like the predator is a badass on his own like so that that's mm. why i'm kind of i'm on the same mindset as you about the xenomorphine like i'm not i'm not sure how i'm gonna feel about it i'm gonna be open-minded about it yeah um but i i don't think they need the whole this is the no, new they bigger don't better need thing. it no. like you can you can just have a new different predator that's that has new technology who's who's a threat another thing that's going to play into this is the whole hybridization factor and and if fans are going to have lore issues with that um it'll be highly dependent on on how it's handled uh but again i think the tribal nature of predators like different tribes do different things and have different tech uh that kind of makes it easier for a concept like this to um to be accepted by fans well that's something shane said on twitter as well he did confirm that this was this was a different clan tribe right and i I think it's something he brought up today in the in the san diego Diego comic-con panel was let me find the let me find the quote okay so this comes from the birth.movies.death um set report um comic-con report and he says uh, shane black was asked about the film's new badassery and his answer focused mostly on how excited he is about the new big predator the idea is that there's a faction on the Predator homeworld who invested twice in Earth and didn't get their guys back. And that's talking about the first two films and the Predator's not making it mm-hmm. back there. So now they're hitting us hard. This means they need a Predator that was basically on steroids. Black talked a lot about the difficulty of creating a new Predator and making sure that it looked threatening and quick despite being... Ah, that might not be the thingy then because he says and quick despite being a somewhat silly costume in the light of day. Obviously, yeah. the super predator, fucking super predator. The upgraded predator isn't <laughs> isn't costumed, so yeah. I I think both predators have have uh, hybridized themselves, just one to a, a far greater extent than the other, and that's honestly why I don't know if I would say disappointed, but I'm a little um, I don't I don't know how I feel about the whole third act being being reshot. Like I'm sure it was for the best, but at the same time, I have to wonder if it had anything to do with those leaked set photos of the predators on the APC. People were making fun of those. Oh, the predator have has cargo pants and stuff. But just based on the script, I was actually really excited for that concept. Like here are these two predators living on Earth that that disagree with this other tribe that are working with the humans to stop them. Uh, so I do think that was like, and that's the thing when you, we've seen that a lot lately, right? Like Star Wars Rogue One, they reshot their entire third act. Solo pretty much reshot the whole thing. Um, fans are now clamoring for the Zack Snyder cut of um, Justice League. So that that's the thing. Like even though they reshot the movie, and I'm sure the studio felt need to do that based on fan reaction to so those leaked images or just the test screening um, survey or, or whatever. Uh, it still brings that question to mind. Well, what would this have been like if it had been the, the previous? Like that question is always there, which is the tricky thing about uh, reshoots that are this extensive. Honestly, I'd like to see like an alternate cut, kind of like we got with the Alien uh, quadrilogy, like Alien 3 or Alien Resurrection, where you just have two different cuts of the movie released on on home video. So that I, I know that'll probably not happen, but 
um, that I think that would be cool to see that because these are two like totally original Predator characters that had human tech they were using that are just completely cut from the film now. I don't know how I, will, I feel about that. Yeah, I will say that message you referenced a few moments ago about um, the motivations allegedly for why the Predators have done this. You know, the, the, they didn't Predator guys didn't come back, so they gone. Oh well, we're going to go after the humans. See that. That's what I was saying earlier, but it feels like it rubbed me the wrong way law-wise because you saw in Predator 2, Harrigan beat that Predator, and the other guy, the, the other Predators were like, okay, you won, fair and square, here's your gift, get out of here. They didn't have a vengeance thing going on. They just thought, okay, the, he tried going up against humans, humans stopped him, that was his thing. And now we're, we're getting given this whole... Oh, how dare you beat up one of our guys? We're going to go after you, and we're, it's going to be like all-out war sort of thing. That is one of those things which, as I said, makes me feel a bit. I uh, feel like how, how we've had predators presented to us before in the law. It feels like they just go, okay, they didn't come back, but they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. But I mean, that that quote could be taken out of context. I don't know, but when I when I saw that message, that made me feel. But it doesn't. That's not what predators are doing. They're not just going to hit humanity as a whole hard just because their guys didn't come back. How are you feeling about that, Huda? Yeah, it's um, like, like the other said, really, it's going to depend on the context, I think, of exactly why this one predator is is, is going down this path. Um, I think it, it could either it could it could it could make it a, a really interesting plot point or it could make it a really dull plot point and obviously without seeing the film you yeah. can't really comment on which way it's going to go see i can't remember if i liked the early super predator stuff you mean the rodriguez stuff yeah the because the the film as we got it was not the super predators as we got in the leaked script and i will fight tooth and nail to that every time somebody mentions um the super predators oh yeah the, the, the script was very clear that they were purposefully upgrading themselves mm-hmm. to, be- to become better every time they would defeat someone they'd upgrade themselves further whereas none of that really came through in the film at all no there's no there's no sort of aside from that one piece of dialogue about the wolves and the dogs thing Ooh, it's not yeah. in there at all and they just come across like another yeah. species or something yeah if that line could just refer to a, a different breed mm. yeah. And even then, it's it's Nolan. It's his own theory. It's not like he's got understanding of what they're up to. It's just his views. So. Regardless, the film doesn't show that to be the case at all. Which is, I guess, why another thing why I don't like people bringing that up as a reason they don't like the film, because they're not the mm. super predators. But I honestly can't remember how I felt reading that the first time round, and I'm not sure how I feel about it this time round either. I mean, I I do love the idea of predator conflict. I really do. I think that's interesting. But it's this it's this genetic modification sort of aspect to it. It's this bigger is better kind of mentality that I'm not sure about. And I don't. I mean, obviously, it's law expanding building um, because mm. it's introducing a new element to to the predators. You know, they they're willing to go that extra mile to be better. But I guess the designs just. I mean, the design of the uh, the Ultimate Predator is, is CG, so it's fluid until the film comes out. We don't know really what it's going to look like. Um, because NECA has um, their prototype for that, that figure on display right now at San Diego Comic Con. 
and it's a lot leaner looking than than this guy in the trailer so who knows how he's really gonna look when we get there in the end but yeah i don't know it feels a little uninspired just being a bigger predator with fucking guns that that massive (laughs) but on the flip side of that I, i don't want them to go crazy i don't want the goro predator from the Predators um, comic, what was it? Preserve oh, the Hunt. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four-arm Predator. <laughs> oh. I wouldn't mind the four-arm Predator because I could... I could, And like that is giving them obvious better combat capability, whereas this, it's just a bigger Predator. To me, I'm not seeing the the, the advantage mm, other than as a big. hunter. Yeah, as a, like a Predator with four arms, I could see them having advantages related to what they do hunting that that makes sense but just a bigger mammoth sized predator that's not going to make them their job heat hunting easier is if anything it's going to make it harder how do you guys feel about those two human allied predator characters completely cut from the film i feel like i'm glad they've been caught if only because i didn't expect most people to like it mm. um but i I guess I've never had an issue with with team-ups, as long as it's earned. But the earning yeah. of this is going to be beforehand, so we don't know if it's going to be some hammy-ass Lex in the pyramid fluking a kill. <laughs> but I do... I do get why people were concerned about it, and, you know, the cargo pants and stuff. It looks... Without knowing the proper context, without knowing if there was yeah. any backstory, you know, did the, were these guys deserted here? Did they run out of their own tech? Whatever... I, I don't know. I don't know without seeing it in motion. At the end of the day, I'm disappointed we don't. We might not get to see them rocking up with human weaponry because I like that. It was a thing in Big Game that I really liked, as particularly in the novelization because it made a point of that's a different context, but it made a point in that novel of the Predator using our stuff to kill us to say, yeah, I can understand your stuff, you dumbasses. <laughs> kind of moment. And I think it's in Peter Briggs' AVP is Broken Tusk rocking a pulse rifle. And I love that kind of imagery. <laughs> so I'm kind of disappointed to not see them using our stuff. Because I have no issue with it. I mean, they they can fly through space. I'm sure they can figure out how to cock a, a rifle and pull a, a pull a trigger. Especially with the way that Predator pistol worked in, um, in AVPR. Mm. But... I don't know, I guess I'm just kind of curious, like, you know, you you guys were saying earlier, just curious to see what it would have been like, so I do hope we do get some sort of alternate cut on, on the Blu-rays. Yeah, you're probably going to get, like, deleted scene feature, nothing else, so I guess we'll see when it comes out. I don't know, because we still haven't got um, Rogue One yet, or um, Justice League, in terms of, like, the right. alternate stuff. I know. Well, we know with with Rogue One, they that they said that they they just shot a lot of other stuff just to see if it looked cool, and a lot it didn't work out. It doesn't have any relation to the story, so they they filmed a load of stuff, but most of it was just like purely for the trailer. They didn't have any idea to use it. Did they actually say that? Because I thought that was a big controversy. No, I I don't. The director did or something. Yeah, I definitely remember him saying that the the sort of the famous shot of the the Tie Fighter confronting her on the gantry. I remember yeah. him saying that that was literally just done for the trailer. Okay, yeah, fair enough. They did. They did a. T- it was literally they did lots of it more than most films did, but 
you know, they did it. They, they just did it for that. They didn't have any, you know, motivation to actually put it in the film because they knew there wasn't any story related reason. They just wanted to, they thought, oh, this will look so cool. This will look so cool. And they get back, filmed it, but they, there's no way they could have put it in the film, even if they wanted to, because it just, <laughs> it was I, just no point. I heard it was in the film that, that, that event happened, but like a Ewing flew by and, and shot it down or something like that before it could get her. Uh, yeah, if it did, that's news. All I know is that they did he did say that. I think he did actually reference that one. I don't know. But they, they did say that there was a thing that they just had no intention of putting in the film and they were just going to hand it over and see if the guys who were doing the trailers wanted to use any of it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Mr. H did a, a video about that recently, um, and he was saying some people are expecting these cut predators to be in the deleted scenes, but he said they won't be because it's a deleted part of the movie that was entirely reshot. So it scenes for that would be kind of confusing without proper context. So, yeah, I mean, again, I hope we just have an alternate cut of the film that that would be interesting. But if there were big unfinished effects from that cut of the film that they just never finished because that act who knows how much of that if any we'll see depend on the you know director how he feel like we we know that the strauss brothers they've always said that that there was a a scene shot for requiem which we've seen production skills off and it was those two kids in the car and the alien land on top of the car and they said that they felt it would it just looked awful and they and people asked them oh, will we ever see it in like the lease and they said no if we've got any say on it that footage will never be found <laughs> so it it's it's up to the directors the, the other one that comes to mind is um i think it was 2004 van helsing with Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale, there's this scene in the ballroom um, thing, and there's a completely different scene in that where Alira, the one remaining vampire bride of uh, Dracula, she she sort of gets hold of Anna, Kate Beckinsale's character, and she makes these sort of threats, and she goes in to bite her neck, and then Dracula sort of twirls her away. And it's always like what I saw in the script because i got the making of book thing it actually looked quite intriguing how i did that but it was never in any of the deleted scenes i've never seen any reason why the director would have said no 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 we're not going to ever let this be seen so sometimes there are just these things you 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 see in production stills but they they never see light of day and of course that goes by back to the is it or isn't it existing box alien scene out of aliens (laughs) where Apparently, there's this scene on the Nostromo where it actually unfolds from a box, and Which is some people say it exists, and comic. yeah, and other people say it didn't exist. But the people who say it exists swear on my life that act. Yes, it, we weren't misinterpreting, and I think this is literally how we see it. And then every so often it comes up, and people say, "Well, if it existed, we would have seen it by now." But then that happened with the Burke scene in Aliens. And we had that production still of Ripley going up to Burke when him being cocooned and people saying, no, 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 it was it was just that they probably just did that for, um, you know, publicity. And then a few years ago, we had that different version of Aliens come out and we finally got to see that scene and it was filmed and the whole thing was like that. And there's that other scene. We don't know whether it was production publicity or whether it was actually filmed. The alien grabbing hold of Pharaoh in the dropship. 
And we still don't know if that was done as an actual scene or or what. And, if, and maybe it was deleted because that ultimately looked awful. But as a production still, it looks beautiful. But we, we just it's always up to the director whether will things ever see the light of day and you tell one way or another until it's ultimately released or we have someone on the production team saying yeah it was done like that oh no no it wasn't done like that because mm. um a lot of the reason the the burke thing that you mentioned earlier um not making it out there was i think because james cameron um and his company kept asking for it not to you know not not to be released until it eventually was you said a few years why ago, was that I don't know. He didn't like the scene. <laughs> simple the, as that. Simple as that. I mean, that ultimately, yeah. that that's why it, it was never in in the film. It that's why it wasn't reinserted into the special edition. It didn't like and the scene. And it looks fine in there. I, I don't see any problem with it. Well, I think it was a timeline issue. It, ultimately, in the end of the not enough. Yeah, but we, I mean, we never even to... saw it in the deleted uh, st- yeah, scenes yeah. features. I always was hoping we'd see it in there, but. But of course, we ultimately got it inserted. So. No idea why he didn't like it. But no. yeah, so I think that's everything on the trailer. We got the money shot of, uh, of the upgrade right at the end. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's pretty so, much the only only new shot of the upgrade in this trailer. Yeah, I've got a feeling that might not be in it because what they said about the reshoots they i think it was shane black he said they reshot a lot of the end because it was yeah because they it went suddenly from night to day and he said that didn't look right and so they've reshot it all to make it look like at night and i think in the trailer that shot looks like it's done in broad light doesn't it so Mm -hmm. it may or may not end up in the finished product you could have that night go through the morning so maybe it's uh, you know that whatever's happening goes through the night and then the film ends like right in the morning i don't know but i mean they could have just cgi'd them as a different lighting effect i'm not sure they needed to reshoot it but sometimes that can look a little bit obvious when they do that it's it's more to do the they can grade it to look like night but then you still have very obvious daytime shadows on the ground and it it can Mm. be quite obvious when they do things like that yeah i suppose so not to mention expensive Anything else to be said about the trailer before we just sort of wrap our thoughts up on that? It's oh, an just, improvement. Yeah. Yeah. And it won't won't be long now. Just a couple couple months. Couple months. That's it. Okay. So so following the trailer then, following this one, thoughts on the trailer, are we now more hyped for the film? What's the deal? Go on, Huda, tell me, how are you feeling now? <laughs> uh well, it's certainly a much better trailer. I still somewhat cautious, but the amount of negative buzz you can you know even even if you're trying to remain sort of sort of ignore all of that shit and just try and keep your own opinion, it's you can't help but notice that a lot of people are. I mean, I've I've not read the leaked script, or I've managed to avoid most spoilers for this actually, so I can't, I've got no opinion based on that. But like the trailer, it looked like it's got some good visuals in it. It's got some some Shane Black touches, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, and yeah, I've I've remained cautiously optimistic that I enjoy the film. Xenomorphin, how are we feeling? I'm still very much on that hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Um, I will say this gave a better idea of the characterization. I tell the characters came across more, but I'm, I think I'm st- right up until release. I'm going to be on that. I'm going to judge it, see it, 
I now work at a cinema. I'm going to get to see it for free anyway, so I'm not going to feel like it's a waste of money or whatever, But even if it's bad. But, um, yeah, I want to say this made me hyped for the film. It was a better trailer, but that's all I can say. It didn't make me want to see it. So I've, I'm going to wait and see. Yeah, no, I'm excited for the film. And uh, I think this will be a, an interesting new take by Shane Black. Uh, again, my main concerns come down to how the upgrade is handled, um, how, the, how the lore is handled and, and all that. So so we'll see. I know John Davis has just talked about potentially doing sequels to this, but... He's um, jinxed it, man. Yeah, you're not <laughs> yeah, supposed to talk well, about sequels before I, the film I know, comes but out. I, who knows? Like, that's, jinxed it. They, they were saying the same thing about the last one, right? That they were going to bring Adrian Brody back, and they'd all been signed yeah. on for more ones with that. So, And that was a shame. Like, I'd Honestly, I thought there was more story to tell with um, the Predators angle of things. But um, I yeah. the last film so we'll see how this does and how it how it clicks with general audiences and with fans and and um that'll really be the determining factor as far as uh, sequels go so like you guys i'm a little bit worried about how the upgrade's going to be handled and i think that's going to be the sort of crux of the film for terms for fans and for myself but i do think it was a much better trailer i i get more and more excited you know each time i actually watch that because I like a lot of the imagery in it. I like a lot of the stuff that we're seeing. I like the dynamics of the characters on show. And everything we're hearing from the various reports and interviews and stuff is just is building my faith in the film. You know, it's one of the comments that was made about some of the footage that was shown today at San Diego Comic Con. You know, people were commenting on how interesting and how good the character dynamics were in one of the you know, one of the, the scenes that was shown. Um so yeah, I I'm getting excited in spite of myself, but I'm still. A, because I, <laughs> I I don't want to get too I don't want to get too excited just because of how much we've sort of been bitten a bit lately. You're a hype prone whippersnapper, Hicks. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd like to say I can I can keep measured for a lot of it, but these last couple of months yeah. leading up to the films, I do I do get excited in spite of myself. So, well, it's been a long time coming as yeah, well. Yeah, so. such a. It's like, Three, four years now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, I'm didn't Predators it, have a long production that, that, time? No, that, well. does, that doesn't count. Um, because when they actually kicked, when they actually kicked off with Predators, it was very rushed. When they decided they were making it, it was. Oh, okay. That's that's one of the problems with the film. Um, you know, it it was it was done on such a quick time span that there wasn't enough time to polish. There wasn't enough time to, mm. um, you know, get the suits built. Um, properly in some circumstances so yeah i'm I'm good i'm happy i'm looking forward i want to keep seeing more i really enjoyed the prequel novel that came out that's coming out um hopefully i'll be able to do a, uh, an episode on that if um if ridgetop reads it if not i'll probably try and get um <laughs> well you got it early i know i haven't I even got it yet if if you get it and you can actually manage to read it quickly uh, if not <laughs> i i imagine ultramorph will get through it pretty fast our resident comic and novel guest, so I'll probably do one with him and f- these guys off if um, they're not up to date. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed, basically. Mm-hmm. So before we do um, sign off, I did want to bring up um, something that's just been announced that I'm really, really excited for, and that is a new comic series, William Gibson's Alien Three. Uh, there's not much to say on the matter, um, but it does 
so basically this is a it's a five issue series that's based on william gibson's scripts for alien 3 you know he wrote the first two drafts of the film um ultimately went nowhere but it was so completely different from what we would ultimately get that it is it is such good bait for um for a comics um series i'm so excited for this i i mean I, I imagine Huda probably is as well. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I got wind that it was being considered about a year ago now. Um, so I knew that it was sort of on their minds. And I am actually really happy to see that it's uh, it's come to fruition because uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of well, I have a big interest in the unmade scripts for the third film. I really love that kind of, you know, what if seeing how things could have been. Um, and uh, I've I've read them all, you know, analyze them on the wiki and uh i'm really excited to see one of them get adapted as a you know as a comic or otherwise just to get it out there see so more people can see what it's all about i think this i think it's such good potential for future releases as well you know this to see these other scripts actually visualized and done i i want this to be so this is something I've I've had a huge soft spot for since Dark Horse released the Predator, uh, the um, the Star Wars, which was a series based on like Lucas's wacky first draft of of Star Wars of, of New Hope. Um, so it this is one of the things I did suggest to Fox when they were sort of in touch with the community, um, certain community outlets, um, following Covenant's release. You know, they were asking us about what fans would be interested in and stuff like this and this kind of thing was something i really pushed to them um to the point where one of their guys did actually come to me asking for these scripts um so <laughs> that that's why i did they not have them themselves this particular guy didn't oh, but... <laughs> so you know that that's why i do feel such a tiny little slither of ownership over it it's uh, your baby here <laughs> I, it was you helped to give birth to minuscule involvement but i can't help but feel like yeah, yeah. you contributed i yeah. i pushed them Woo! but no because yeah. if this does so well if this does well then we get we could potentially get um toe thing uh which i know is your favorite wasn't it uh huda yeah yeah well i mean we've got what four scripts just from the third film and then we've mm-hmm. got Briggs's AVP, we've got Blomkamp's Aliens, we've got the original Prometheus script, and that's just in the Alien franchise. You know, there's a whole bunch of other Fox properties that they could do. And there's some stuff for Predator 3 as well. There was some, uh, at least some treatments or pictures. Don't oh, God, yeah, they Rodriguez went. is that shit script. They could do oh, a comp God. that. I would love them to do that. There <laughs> <laughs> was Sam Parks as um, predator 3 in new york in the winter there was that gladiatorial one with harrigan and dutch and who knows how how many pictures or um, spec scripts they've had that we don't know about yeah it's just we so know for potential. a fact there have been a ton for alien 5 there have been a lot of them that i'm not joss whedon did several and then Sigourney Weaver over the years, she said that she's turned down multiple scripts for an Alien 5 that featured um, Ripley 8 and she didn't want to do the clone. And of course, we've got the the Whedon penned one that was before Ripley, where it was yeah, all about mutes. Mm. And I am I'm just as a person who's a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, I'm just intrigued 
if that ever came in the public domain, just read it and see how much stuff sort of just for like a historical perspective sort of bled over into the early years of that TV show. But I, I'm genuinely interested to see what the, you know, the new we never got was like sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm with you guys. It's just, just from a historical completionist feeling. It's, um, it's, it's one of the things where you always sort of think, thought, oh, wouldn't it be good if, and now we're actually, you know, starting to get those actually, you know, Fox getting a move on on those things, which it, it makes me happy in a little way. Nostalgia reasons. So, come on, guys. Go out there, order those singles, order that trade. Yeah. I mean, you've bought the scripts. You've bought the scripts, Fox. You might as well do something with them now. This is what you make money from. Well, they've got they've got to be good, and people have got to buy them at the end of the day before they do do this. But I I really hope it is good. I really hope it goes down well, and I would like to encourage you know folk to to pick it up and see what they think of it, and you know let Fox know if that's a concept that you want to see them going forwards with. Well, I think yeah, well, I... it started with the Star Wars one yeah. where they they adapted the original George Lucas scripts that had so many things that were changed from what the film ultimately came. I think that was the litmus test, and they they must have got a lot of good sales for that. Yeah, um, yeah, they based the artwork on Ralph McQuarrie's uh, initial concept yeah, for that yeah. as well. But I mean, I'm uh, just to kind of cap that. I'm I am really excited for. Um, that graphic novel or those comics and I think that's a really cool new idea for them to do a, an unused script and obviously the next logical choice with that would be Blomkamp's Alien 5 um, but but I would like to see the Briggs EP script as well maybe yeah. I mean I the know one that story. we never saw yeah so so yeah um, it's probably the comic I'm most looking forward to coming up I would say yeah, even as as someone who's admitted that he's not a particular fan of comics, I'm really excited to give this a read. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually getting it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll oh up, yeah. Sure. So, like I said, I've I've got a really big interest in these alternate scripts. So to actually be officially adapted, you know, I got to go and pick it up just to see what they do with it. Good yeah. man, good man. And we should hopefully be having. So that's that's been written and artwork by. Oh, it has an awesome name. It's like Johnny Christmas or something. Let me just double check. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. The Max art looks really Christmas. good from the, uh, from the preview. Just double checking. So yeah, yeah, it's, his name is Johnny Christmas. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we'll be having him on the show as well uh, after the series yeah, comes out. I've already, nice. I've already reached out to him to um, ask him if he's interested. So you know, after this has come out chatting to the guys made it so yeah i'm proper fanboying over this really 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 <laughs> looking forward to it okay so i think that's everything for this one anybody else got any anything they want to mention no i don't think so um but we have to a i think it was from necker who's the prototype of the nostromo model that's um no i, be- I believe that's out. hollywood collectibles that group? might be yeah it did look impressive, I will say that. Was it not Hollywood Collectibles that did the fancy case for the Wayland Utani report? You know, I, I know think that was Sideshow. Sideshow, yeah. Yeah. Side yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. And that makes me hope they'll bring out a bigger version than the micro machines of the, um, the Sulaco. That would be nice. Hasn't Eagle Moss done a Sulaco? 
Unbelievable they, yeah, they ones, just but... they just did a Sulaco. They're known for their Star Trek ship series. I get those. They're actually pretty decent. So they've done the Nostromo and the Sulaco. Um, I believe NECA also has a Cinemachines series, but they have they've announced the um, Nostromo and Sulaco, but they still have not released those. No, I haven't seen any Cinemachines for a while, actually. I've got I've got the Derelict, I've got the Dropship, I've got the Narcissus and the Predator Scout ship from the first film. I actually quite like them. It's a shame that we haven't really been seeing more of them. Were they good? Because I was thinking of picking a couple of them. I haven't took them out of the box because I've got no space okay. to put anything in. But through the box, <laughs> through the box, they actually look all right. Um, but how big are they? Uh, about a hand's width. Oh, okay. Uh, they're, they're pretty sizable. They're pretty sizable. Yeah. Uh, but but they, you can see become, the detail on them, basically. They've become that red that the prices is pretty inflated at the minute. Like the yeah. the space junk okay. chairs like a hundred pounds or something it's that daft that's the problem with it that's why 3d printing needs to make a go because then you can just like have stuff on demand i want that old halcyon model from the 90s yeah okay 20 quid there you go <laughs> ridgetop don't you aren't you pretty buddy buddy with a guy who does um 3d printed ships from yeah this guy ricky he runs uh madman shipyard which is his own company and he does a lot of 3d printed Star Trek ships, uh, but he has done some some alien ships and uh, some commissions for me as well. And um, like I, I had him model and print for me the ship from Predators, the third Predator film. So yeah, he he does really good work, and um, we'll also include his link if you guys want to check him out. Yeah. Right. So thank you everybody for listening. You know, as always, uh, feel free to um, drop us any feedback. Um, you know, pick on any points that we've mentioned, um, good or bad, whatever. Just, you know, we're, we're always happy to hear back from folk. I don't really know what the next few episodes are going to be. Like I mentioned, I wouldn't mind doing a prequel, um, a prequel novel episode at some point. And all being well, I should actually be interviewing Cynthia Scott in a week or two, who played Dietrich in Aliens. So that should hopefully be on the horizon as well. So, yeah, as always... Uh, be sure to make sure you're following us on all the socials, Alien vs. Predator Galaxy on Facebook, AVP Galaxy on Twitter, uh, Alien vs. Predator Galaxy on Instagram, and YouTube, we're being a bit more active with lately, with the lore videos for Alien and Predator. And we've this week, as of recording, we're also releasing our Let's Play of the Predator campaign of AVP 2010. So... Again, that's just Aliens, Alien vs. Predator Galaxy on YouTube. All the li- various links on the website. Huda, where can uh, people find your your uh, outlet? It's uh, avp.wikia.com.net. I should really know this. .com. avpwikia.com. Or just Google it. It will come up. And, uh, yeah, by all means, come along. Have a look. Join in. Awesome. So I don't think we actually mentioned you were from Xenopedia earlier. But, um, yeah, it's been on enough times that you should know that by now. Yeah. um yeah so i hope everybody's enjoyed this this has been corporal hicks and ridgetop xenomorphin and who the fuck am i getting to the chopper (laughs) 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 you can't do it (laughs) come on it's as though he was here in the chat No, that's brilliant. That's it. That's that's the end. That's the end.